Happy Thursday, July 21st. This is the Perfect Strangers Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis. And hey, thanks for joining me today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I reach my mid-30s. That's right. It is my 34th birthday today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. (laughs) I kid. I kid. But you know what? There's no other way I'd rather be spending my birthday than right here, making some content for you guys. Thank you so much for the past however many episodes this is. It's been an absolute blast, and there's a lot more to come. So thank you all. I I genuinely appreciate you hanging out, listening to what I have to say, listening to my guests, and just supporting the show because uh, it really means a lot to me. Now, to today's episode, we have a woman by the name of Theron. Now, Theron has one of my favorite channels on TikTok. She has a horror movie-themed channel. It's amazing. She is a true fan of horror films in every way, shape, form, nut cranny you can possibly think of. She likes anything mainstream, anything like she she can pull the most obscure movie out of nowhere and be like, "Oh yeah, I love this, that, the other," and, and talk about it in detail. And it was a blast talking to her. She is such a cool person. Uh, she's hilarious, and I think once I broke her out of her shell a little bit and she got a little bit more comfortable, um, the conversation kind of flowed. So I'm not going to waste any more time. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Theron, and thank you so much for listening. All right, Theron, thank you so much for joining. I'm so happy you wanted to be on. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, of course, of course. So I got to tell you, I love your uh, your page. I'm, I'm a big fan of horror movies. So when I saw yours and I saw like all the old clips and stuff, I was like, okay, she, she knows what's up. I was super psyched. Thank you. For me, horror has always been fun. So I wanted just to have fun um, and push myself a little. That's awesome. What, what, uh, what about horror movies kind of, calls to you or I guess that's the best way to put it (laughs) and I you know I don't think that I could tell you because I have watched horror since I can remember okay was never censored so I grew up with things like Blue Velvet, Elephant Man, Harvey, Alien so to me it was just something that I really loved I've always loved it I love I think there's more freedom to be creative and weird in horror than any other genre. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, that's my thing. Like, I like really uncomfortable and weird and visual. So that's horror to a T. That's too awesome. I, I feel the exact same way. I See, I kind of think there's a fine line between horror and comedy. Just horror tends to go like the grotesque way where, where comedy goes like the offensive way. <laughs> you know, for me, they actually are the same. Um, I laugh Fair. at a lot. 
kills and things I know I that normal people don't but <laughs> so there's a huge overlap for me do you have a favorite movie or favorite film um Mandy for sure just because okay. it hits every single thing for me uh super visual it's almost like an old school sci-fi epic or like a fantasy epic but it's yeah. horror and there's a chainsaw duel and it's Nicolas Cage so right. and the soundtrack um the score is absolutely outstanding for me so that's awesome. That, you, that's not one I would have expected. That's kind of cool. And that's that's a relatively new one too. So that's awesome. Yeah. It, before that, it was like dead alive, buried alive. Um, of course, the Evil Dead trilogy. Sure. I mean, standard. But then also, like, um, I I have too many, and that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that that's always a good problem to have, though. <laughs> I know for me, like my favorite is always going to be House of a Thousand Corpses. Like first time I saw that movie, I was I was hooked. I was in love. Love the Devil's Rejects too. Don't get me wrong, but House of a Thousand Corpses. That movie was so like I I, I curse just so you know. So if you don't that offends you, please let me know. But okay, okay, cool. That movie was so fucked up on a different level that I was like, oh, I love this so much. I love this so much. I remember hearing that Rob Zombie was doing a horror movie and I was beside myself just because I listened to White Zombie, love Rob, like, and I was not disappointed. I will never forget going to see it. So, yeah, I was, I was the same way. I actually wasn't able to go see it in theaters. I can't remember if I just didn't go or if I wasn't old enough yet when it came out, but either way, I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I bought it the day it came out on DVD because I was like, I, I know I'm going to love this movie. I'm, so I just went and bought it, put it on when I got home. And I remember the first time I watched it, it was still daylight. So I didn't get the full effect. So I was like, this was cool, but I got to watch it tonight. So I watched it twice that day and I watched oh. it once like at midnight and then at, at nighttime because I lived like out in the country. So it was like a totally different kind of vibe. And I was like, okay, this is how this was supposed to be watched right here. <laughs> that is how it's supposed to be watched that's perfect <laughs> so i guess we just kind of jumped into it i don't know a whole lot about you i have to be honest i, I know a lot about the movies but i don't know a lot about you the, the person um tell me a little about yourself talk about myself very much um <laughs> i don't i i don't know what you want to know <laughs> no, no no uh where, where do you live are you okay sharing that yeah i live in los angeles Oh, cool. I used to live in LA. Oh. Yeah. I used to live it's, there. I've got a ton of family out there too. So I love it here just because there's so many things to do and I like to keep myself busy. So very cool. What part of uh what part of LA do you live in? I live by the beach in the South Bay. Oh, cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you got the good weather there. <laughs> Sometimes, unless it's like super foggy, like every day and you never see the sun. So <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. See, when I lived there, I lived like kind of Burbank and Hollywood area. So, you know, a nice okay. hour drive from the beach. So, <laughs> um, I guess, I, see, I was an art teacher for about 17 years. Okay. Um, 
so I've all, and I still paint and sculpt and I have sold some of my paintings and um, I just don't really sell much or show or have an opportunity to paint as much, but I st I've done it my whole life. So. Very cool. What, what, uh, what got you into painting? Is it just something you've always loved or. My mom's an artist. Oh, cool. Was, yeah. was that her like profession where she, did she enjoy doing it on the side or. She was always an artist. Like she went to Berkeley. She sold in San Francisco and in Berkeley, like as a hippie, like that's just cool. my mom. So um, it just was something I grew up doing all the time, like watching movies with her. That was like, we'd watch four or five movies a week. So. Very cool. What, what kind of movies did you guys watch together? Usually. Um, two of my favorites are Harvey and um then there's a French one, which, oh no, and now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like one of my favorite, but it's, I, um, I put you on the spot. No, no. <laughs> I can't. Sometimes it's like pro for file not found. Like my brain just gets overloaded sometimes. <laughs> no, I definitely know that feeling. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, just like kind of classic and foreign movies and like I remember she took me to the theater when I was a kid a little kid to see the cook the thief his wife the lover like and that was pretty raunchy like a lot of people walked out of that movie <laughs> <laughs> but that's my mom like as long as we discussed it I could watch whatever we wanted so my parents were kind of the same way with movies with me. Um, my parents divorced when I was five. So I, uh, on my dad's side, I had some more rules about like the movies I could watch. Like I couldn't watch movies that had like sex scenes or, you know, whatever. But cursing was never a really big deal. Blood, guts, murder. That was never a big deal. Yeah. Um, no, because my mom was always like, well, you know, it's fake. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay. See, my, my mom, she was like that. She was more of that mindset, like, oh, well, you know, it's fake, right? Okay, then watch whatever you want. You're, you're good. So I, I watched a lot of movies I probably shouldn't have been when I was, you know, before 10. <laughs> but hey, I, I enjoyed them. It, it got me into to movies and visual arts and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah, me too. Like I ended up going to film school for a little while and I really loved it. So Very cool. Where'd you go to uh, film school? UCLA. Oh, cool. What was that like? I've, I I have a few friends. So when I, I went to music school in LA and I had some friends who went to the LA film school, but I have no idea what it's like, like at a, at a different school besides that. What was that like? Um, I loved every second of it. And in fact, like it was so good that it scared the crap out of me. And I started having panic attacks. <laughs> oh no. I know. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of, feel free not to share if you don't want to, uh, what, what kind of brought that on? If you don't mind the me panic. asking. Yeah. Yeah. If you said it, it was too good and you, and it caused panic um, attacks. Because I was good at film. I was good. I had a plan and it all was working out better than I thought. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I have ADHD and, you know, you're always told that you're such a screw up and you do this wrong. You do that wrong. It's too fast. It's not enough. You're not doing it when I 
you know, like all of that stuff. So that by the time I got to where it's appreciated and everyone else there is super creative and I loved what I was doing, it was terrifying. So (laughs) no, 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 I, I feel you. I do. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no. Actually, sometimes when I say so, there is no end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I can definitely relate. Um, I, I wasn't with film, but I was like that with music. Uh, I went to music school, and it was, it was weird. Like the same thing. I, I, I grew up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had undiagnosed ADHD, big time, and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, same thing when I, I, you know, told my whole life, like, oh, you're not good enough. School's not for me, blah, 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 blah. Then when I got to music school, all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. And like people are noticing and I have auditions and I kind of I kind of relate. I, I get what you're saying, because it's it can be very uh, anxiety inducing when you're like, and I know what to do when things go bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? Because I think most people, at, at least I assume most people know what to do when things are going good. I had no idea, at least not in that aspect of my life. Yeah, I exactly. That's exactly what it was like. I just had no clue. Like, uh, you mean I can be happy? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so funny to say, but it's totally true. I, I totally get what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah. it's a weird concept, but it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. actually i had a therapist once tell me that that's a more common than i realized and that didn't make sense to me because i'm like no i feel like all i ever see are people being like i'm doing this i'm doing that like succeeding whatever and i'm just kind of like i have this massive imposter syndrome (laughs) all the time why am i here like why why is it me like i never it just baffled me no i completely agree so are you uh, are you from LA originally? I am. Cool. I've lived here most of my life. I lived for two years in Arizona and a year in Idaho. <laughs> oh, nice. What part of Arizona? Uh, I was in Mesa. Okay, cool. Now my sister yeah. lives, uh, well, I guess downtown Arizona, uh, Phoenix. I'm not sure exactly where that is by, by Mesa, but yeah, she lives like right by the basketball stadium. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I know that. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, she lives She lives like right, right there. So yeah, okay. that's, that's really cool. And then I have a sister that lives out in San Diego. So, Oh, not far. Not far, no. And then I went the other way. I'm in Florida. So, Oh, you're so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm from New Mexico originally. So I moved to California for, I'm from Santa Fe. And um. Yeah, Santa Fe's. Uh, I, I was. It is beautiful. I didn't appreciate it enough when I lived there. I can say that. Now going back, it's one of those things where like, oh wow, it's seventy-five degrees in the summer. This is great and zero percent humidity, <laughs> as opposed to you know the hell that I live in usually here in Florida, where it's a million degrees. I am the humidity too. Like yes. <clears throat> Like nobody told me when I moved to Arizona that there was a whole month called monsoon season Mm -hmm. and it was like 90% humidity. You were just, there's, 
you'd walk outside and you'd be drenched and soaking wet and it was a hundred, 110 and raining and thunderstorms. And you're like, this is miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I, so I didn't, I didn't move to Florida. Not that I didn't do it willingly, but it was not my idea. <laughs> if you will, my fiance, she's from Florida. Um, her parents lived in Orlando. We were living in Austin at the time and Austin, this is during COVID and Austin just got so expensive. So mm -hmm. We were just like, well, we can, you know, struggle and try to pay rent here or we can actually buy a house in Florida. So we did that. Makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to have space. <laughs> I know what space is. <laughs> Trust me, I didn't before we lived here either. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We, uh, we used to live in New Orleans when she was in law school and, uh, closets are like non-existent in that city because every everything's yeah. a shotgun house and then everything is so humid and the houses are so old that closets that are closed can actually build up with moisture and ruin your clothes yeah oh that's horrible yeah it's it's wild <laughs> i didn't i didn't know that when we moved there we didn't we had one closet in our whole house and we we uh just kept our vacuum in there and I asked someone why, and they were like, oh, yeah, your, your clothes will be ruined if you leave them in a closet. You have to keep them, like, somewhat temperature controlled because all the floorboards are so old that just water seeps through. It's oh. wild. That would be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put a downer on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, do you, what do you do? What's, what do you do for your job? I mean, I am currently a nanny. Oh, cool. No, no, no. That's, that's awesome. How, it's like polar opposites. <laughs> that's awesome. How'd you, how'd you get into that? Um, well, I've, being an art teacher, I've always worked with kids and I've always just kind of taken, like, especially the kids that have ADHD and you know like um when people have ADHD they can relate to each other better and so kids actually listen to me because I talk like their brain can understand mm -hmm. you know in the ways with the terms and I understand if they're not like on time or they're messy or it's not a big deal to me and it's something that I really love doing I love igniting a spark in them and finding what they love to learn about and then just getting to like it, take them and have them experience that and learn about it and seeing that fire in their eyes my favorite thing in the whole world so that's super cool and did, did you uh want to get into that after teaching or was it just something you kind of fell into i fell into it um I'm a single mom and my daughter is now 15 and a half. And when she was real little, I uh, got a divorce and was like, okay, so what do I do? And I really, I mean, I used to have dreams about working with kids because I missed it so much. So I just got a ton of offers just because I have a, such a vast history with kids and yeah, it's just, I've been really lucky and 
I've always had a job in this and not had a problem or anything. So that's really cool. So when it, when it comes to doing uh, nanny work, do you have like one particular family you work with at a time or is it several people or how does that work? Um, it depends. Like right now I have one family with two kids before I had two families that were separate days. And when I started, they had each had two kids and then they had the third. And I worked with those two families for six and seven years. So I got to see them grow up and I went through the whole COVID thing with them and did the schooling. And it was I don't know. I, 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 I loved it. And it still got me out of the house and connecting with people. So I felt like I was really lucky during that time to be able to have that as an escape. So that's pretty cool. How did, how did that work during COVID with the, like, obviously, cause I'm sure you had to go back home and such. How did, how did that work? Um, well, I mean, I, I only live with my daughter and she was doing homeschool. So that's it. It was really easy, actually, um, because I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, I, I did the quarantine and, sure. you know, didn't go out and just went to work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, yeah, that was about it. So I imagine it was, it was kind of like a, like flashbacks from teaching to for you during COVID. Oh, I loved it. I, I absolutely cool. adored it. In fact, like I took their school curriculum and I added art and I added uh, women's history and I added uh, music and we did a bunch of reading and I taught them like how to make their own comic books. And so, yeah, and we always went for a hike every day. So I was, I was happy. <laughs> I can see it on your face that you were happy. You like, you lit yeah. up as soon as you talked about it. That's really cool. Yeah. So I, I'm really to get to do what I do and that I love it. So that's awesome. So back to you just glossed over making your own comic books. Do you make your own comic books? <laughs> um no, I write, okay. but I don't I, I don't really put my drawings to my writing. Okay. Um, but I do read a lot of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Um, including manga or just straight comic books? <laughs> whatever, whatever is your favorite. Um, I guess I really enjoyed, oh, and I hate to plug this because he was such a jerk, but Johnny the Homicidal Maniac was fantastic. And then he okay. branched off, I feel sick and squee and... Um, but I also named my daughter after a comic book. And I do have to say that is my all-time favorite. Um, Lenore, the cute little dead girl. Oh, cool. By Roman Dirge. So, and he is such a nice guy. So that's yeah. awesome. I'm a full dork. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good thing though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sensing a theme here with these. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And um, yeah, no, that that's cool. I, I haven't seen people who like, I, so I'm not huge into comic books. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the extent of my knowledge is usually from movies. If I'm just being honest, like I had, I had a hard time as a kid, like actually paying attention when I was trying to read them. So it wasn't for me. Um, but no, it's, it's always cool. Cause I've always wanted to get into them. So 
whenever I see people who are super into them, I'm like, yes, awesome. Like I want to hear. <laughs> you know, I honestly think that the last run of Spider-Ham you would full on enjoy. Okay. Spider-Ham. Spectacular. I mean, I read a lot of superheroes like, um, X-23 is somebody that I have followed since she, I have her first appearance and all through like her first year. And I, she's still one of my favorite because I used to, I went from loving Wolverine. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, you can't go wrong with Spider-Ham ever. <laughs> so I think my, my, uh, my first exposure to Spider-Ham was the, the Spider-Verse movie. And right? I remember I loved it. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> Deadpool like you know how like Deadpool can break the fourth wall and he just goes off with it and it's so some of his jokes too like I it's just one joke after another after another but they're not the everyday comedy like the cut and dry like ah that was so funny like you know oh look he fell haha like it's so twisted and so well written so I, i'm i'm excited now i'm definitely gonna check them out like i'm i'm as we speak i brought it up on my computer right here i'm like oh what can i buy what can i buy what can i get and it's limited edition like uh like a limited run so it's not like you're having to go into like x-men and buy like 200 copies to know where they are today you know like it i think it was like six issues or something really short like i'm sure it'll be uh um in a book consolidated soon if not already <laughs> <laughs> see that's that's always been my big thing with like the whole marvel verse right the movies that they put out now um me and my fiance try our best <laughs> like we're we're pretty well caught up but there's so much stuff that you have to watch that if you miss one thing like you're done you know <laughs> It's hard, it's hard it's hard to keep up sometimes because i'm like oh is that something i should know is that something i missed like was that in a show i forgot to watch like what's going on here well and that's where like a really great youtuber or tiktoker that talks about those things actually helps and helps you to connect the dots like even if you've watched a movie to then do a little bit of like out like outsourcing and let them figure it out and watch that and then go back and rewatch it and it it changes everything even if you didn't okay. understand on okay i can do that that's the i i never even thought to go to youtube or anything so yeah thank you really, <laughs> really? seriously no, seriously no. never thought i always thought i had to do I, I was like you're on your own here the whole world knows about it you know nothing come on <laughs> sit down and watch eight movies in a row <laughs> it is if you had to read all of the comic books that they've referenced in every single marvel movie you would yeah you wouldn't be doing this you wouldn't have time to <laughs> like uh, that would be my life <laughs> yeah i mean and there's people that have been reading since they were little kids and they've read for 20 years you can't catch up with that Fair enough. you know when you want to know something, you go to a professor of that. If you want to know a math problem, you go to a math professor. If you want to know physics, you know, like sure. you don't just go, well, let me figure it out myself. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I usually, I usually tried to do that when I was younger. So <laughs> that's kind of the. I come from like, I was always taught to research. So I research everything to like the nth degree, like way too much. 
So, but there's still some things that I don't catch or don't know. And so I look to other people and I'm like, oh, that's true. And then I'll look that up and research that more. So that's super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that now. I, next time we talk, I'm going to be like an expert on something. You watch. <laughs> like, cause I love Moon Knight, but I don't know suit like a ton, but I've been doing so much research on him lately just because he does delve into Marvel's like horror aspect, mm -hmm. which I'm super rooting for. So I, I want to know more. So sure. Have you been watching the show? Oh, yes. Did you see the one that came out today? No, I have okay. not. Oh. I had the chance. I worked all day. I just got home. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I actually just watched it right before we came on here. So uh, I am. Kind of, I am a little disappointed just because like, I feel like Legion did it better and didn't get recognition. Okay. Fair. At all for the way that they handled, um, mental health and DID and I, I think that I mean as a series as a Marvel series that is still absolutely my favorite so that's fair I so I, I like Moon Knight it's been very good I feel like it's been well every, everything about it has been really good my only yeah. complaint I hate that Disney only puts out one episode a week because I feel not not like because I'm like I need to binge it all now. That's that's not what I'm saying. I feel like they ruin the flow of the show by breaking it up and only putting out one a week because they have you kind of on a like oh shit something's gonna happen something's gonna happen boom and then you got then that like high that you felt from that episode it's gone so it takes me like 15 minutes to get into the next episode where I'm like in that moment again you know there are some things that i'm like that with and i have to wait till they're all out like um all of the mandalorian and boba fett because mm -hmm. <laughs> i can't i can't i can't control myself so i wait until it's all out and then i just binge it so that's fair I <laughs> i'm always like i'm always afraid that if i do that i'm gonna be the one person that didn't watch it in time and then like they're gonna cancel the show you know what i mean <laughs> that always happens i mean it's not netflix though so <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean and disney too disney's not gonna cancel a, a, a marvel or a star wars show like that there's no way they paid way too much for those no <laughs> for and we already know that moon knight's a limited run and yeah. it's it's meant to introduce him to see if people are interested so that they can push him into there's a for upcoming Marvel horror special for Halloween this year. Okay, cool. and have Werewolf by Night, Moon Night. Um, oh God, there was one more. So I've been kind of following all that. Okay. <laughs> so did, did you see? Uh, did you see Morbius? I was super excited about it. However, because it was Sony, I knew that there wouldn't be a crossover mm -hmm. there. Like he set up for Spider-Man and that was a huge disappointment. And then as soon as I heard everybody's reviews, I was like, I'll just wait for it. I got, I got to be honest. So I, I watched it. It was okay. But then I thought about what 
it was because it's a Jared Leto movie and Jared Leto. I mean, he's problematic, whatever. Move on from that. But he was really big, like in the early 2000s, right? He approached that role like it was 2004. So if you look at it through goggles of like this movie came out in 2004, it's actually really good. But if you go into it expecting it to be like a modern day, it just, it doesn't work. When I think that people think too hard about these films too, like I think they're, they're meant for you to go in and be like, yes, go my favorite superhero, go. And then be done. And it's, but for many people, like when I saw X-23, who have read and love these characters and breathe these characters and just everything that has to do with them. And then to see the way that, that they are portrayed or the changes in canon, it's extremely heartbreaking. So I get that too. So. I can see that. I'm sure it's a it's such a hard balance between like, like playing to everyone so that way everyone can get into it and then also like making the true fans happy because there's there's no way you can do both well i think too like that's why legion was so good in my opinion is because like not many people knew about it Mm. and he doesn't have much like history or much written about him so just like um ethan hawk's character in moon knight like that's not he was barely mentioned in a book somewhere and they just took it and ran with it because Mm -hmm. there he's new like there was nothing about him so it gave them a chance to create and to to make something new rather than sticking with these old storylines and trying to like mash it together and make it work so i think it's kind of cool i think it's cool that they kind of play with it a little bit and do their own thing because it, it can get a little stale. stale. I don't want to, yeah, stale. Thank you. Thank you. I, was, I didn't want to say stale, but you said it. Cool. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> but it, it, it happens. Like you don't want to see the same stories that were in the books because we already know how they end. Right. We want new. So there has to be a good balance between like sticking with the truth of who the character is and then bringing that through with a fresh and new idea and story so no i couldn't agree more i really couldn't so what did you see um have you seen the no way home spider-man oh yeah totally (laughs) okay what thoughts loved it like I was a huge Spider-Man fan since I was a little girl and it was I felt like it was the truest Spider-Man movie and I know people are gonna like come in and say well this was my favorite Spider-Man and he did a great job the fact is the feeling of this movie the fact that Spider-Man always put his loved one's safety above all else Mm -hmm. all else like all his like his hurt his pride what he needed to do anything like he made sure that the people he loved was safe and that it just really was perfection for me so the the way they were able to like like tug on your heartstrings in so many different ways even in nostalgia 
which like what but the whole I, I felt like the whole movie was just it was so well done yeah so it was, well done. I, I was really surprised that Remy had restraint all right that's fair that was not full-blown like in your face like that was like I'm gonna sit back and honor the subject and just make a really freaking good movie and that's unusual (laughs) (laughs) I mean not that he I mean his stuff is great I'm a huge fan but in this instance he didn't make it about his vision he made it about everybody else and how much they love him and what they you know yeah like the accumulate, like he belongs to, like Spider-Man is everybody's and he did a really good job at that. I appreciate when directors are able to do that because it's it's a character, I mean, especially Spider-Man, right? It's such a massive character. When when they're able to be like, okay, this, like you said, it's not his, it's all of ours. So mm-hmm. to pay respect to everyone who loves the character, it's, that's, that's a cool thing to do. That's what Ghostbusters did, and that's why it succeeded, where all the other revivals have failed. Wasn't that Ghostbusters revival great? It was and so good. I know. It was so good. Oh, I know. I I, I cried many, many times. <laughs> when uh, Spoilers, by the way, for people who haven't seen it, but it's been out for years now. Get over it. <laughs> or has it been out for years now? Yeah. No, this came out no. what 2021, right? It came out last year, 2020. Yeah. yeah. I saw I saw it at home. I didn't see it in the theater, so I don't remember. I, I saw it somewhat recently, but when they turn around and there's that the cornfield, and then I just see Ackroyd and Murray. I'm like, oh no, they're there. They're there. I was so happy. And then, I mean, sadly, no Rick Moranis, no Carol Ramos, but who they yeah. could get. That yeah. was great. It was great. Yeah, it, it really, it just was everything. Everything I wanted. It was, it was super well done. And then, yeah, like you said, they're getting a sequel. I know. I mean, awesome. rightfully. Rightfully so. Very much so. Yeah. So I, I see that you're not much of a movie buff um, at all. no actually like yeah no i go to a lot of um like showings at the art theaters and stuff or even still at like the the film schools i like to see the weird like indie low budget that's like that's my jam that's cool you seem like someone who may have gone to a screening of the room at some point not the room no okay okay went and I was lucky enough to get to see Mandy um and I've seen like Brazil on 35 millimeter and reanimator like I and it sounds so snobby but I just it's like a a record compared to like listening to it on Spotify it's such a different experience like to get to sit in the theater with a bunch of people that love the same exact movie that you love and to see everybody's reactions and get to yell and scream and laugh as loud as you want and and get to to see all the graininess all of the every every everything is just so perfect so I don't say it in a snobby way. I just say it in like 
kind of like we don't have to make everything so new. No, I I agree. It's an appreciation. That's all it is. You, you appreciate the. I guess it's a form of nostalgia, but you're appreciating how classic it is. I guess it's a good well, way to put it. Appreciating it the way that it was made and it was meant to be watched. Mm. Because there's within the there's so many different ways to film something. And you should be watching whatever it is in that way. So if you're watching like the new digital blockbusters, yeah, you should go to a new theater and watch it and see it in IMAX and Dolby and like totally. But if you're seeing like a 1970s, a 1980s, like, or even older, you should watch it the way it was meant to be watched. Just, uh, I'm like you said, with the same as like l- listening to something on vinyl. Like, I'm, I'm a musician. I love like behind me, I'm a record player. Like, it's just different when you're throwing on something like, I don't know, Led Zeppelin. Like, yeah, I can hear it on Spotify, but I can yeah. go listen to it on a record have it on these big ass speakers and look at the, the the sleeve and like actually go through it and look at the album cover while I'm listening to this and being like immersed in this universe they've wanted you to go into. Even if, you know, it, it, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I agree. I mean, I come from the days where DJ still spun records. Okay. So, I mean, and I used to, but it's just records will always be it too for me. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I was, I was lucky enough. My, uh, my grandparents had a, had a record player when I was a kid and my aunt was quite a bit younger than my parents. And um, she was a teenager, like in the the mid to late eighties. And um, she left all her records at their house. So I got like everything you could possibly think of from like that era on record and me and my cousins would just sit there for hours just listening to whatever she had like whether it was like blondie i didn't even like blondie but it was cool to like have it and be like going i, I see you're i see you're offended right now i <laughs> her name was blondie as a, as like i was like three years old so <laughs> hey I'm, I'm not i get why it's just it's never been my thing well i was like three so okay. fair enough <laughs> blondie and devo and like my parents were really out there with their music tastes so i was lucky see i i tended to to gravitate more towards her like metal albums but more like the fantasy metal like dio and uh like striper a lot of metallica she she had every metallica album i fell in love with them when i was like three or four years old (laughs) Okay, so do you still like Metallica? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm I'm one of the few people that I've actually enjoyed everything except for Saint Anger. Saint Anger was awful. Aside from Saint Anger, though, I um, yeah, even Load and Reload. I feel like those albums, if they weren't Metallica, and they were just some random ass band, people would actually enjoy them. But because it's Metallica, uh-huh. it's it's not a Metallica album, which people had come to like expect, you know. My problem was never their sound. I always loved Metallica, but it was the whole Napster thing. Yeah. 
I was, I was, I was only about like 11 or 12 when that was going on. So I didn't quite understand the full scope of what was happening. I'm but, a little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like hearing about it and I remember it being a thing and, you know, the kind of understanding like, okay, well, people are stealing music. I don't see the big deal. Um, but I was, I didn't really understand why they were suing them or what I, I didn't, that didn't quite click till I got a little older. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can, I can see that. Although I, I put on Kill 'Em All and I hear that first, and yeah, it's just. See, if I, I'll just put, put on some guar and I'll be happy. So, oh. <laughs> have you ever seen them live? No. Oh. I, I wish I would have when Odorous was alive. That would have been. I did. It was amazing. Oh. It was the greatest thing ever. Greatest show ever. Me and, me and a friend of mine went. We had no idea they were, they were playing live. And then, like the day before, we found out he got us tickets. Oh, it was amazing! It was so much fun. Incredible! Like was, I'm... Was, I can't even like describe it because it was just the like sheer level of mind fuck, and then like just sh- like couldn't believe I was there watching this and like wanting to. I was like 22, 23 at the time, something around there. I waited my whole life and I'm like, there's no fucking way this is happening right now. I'm I like just so in the moment. It was so awesome. I loved it. I they're one of my old school favorite bands. Like I just you can't top them. Have you ever heard their uh cover of Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas? No, I'm gonna have <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll find it on YouTube after this and send it to you. It's amazing. It's 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 exactly what you think it is in every good way possible. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, their stuff is just. I've always, I, I grew up as a teenager drinking Mickey's, mm-hmm. and that we you could find. are from L.A. You are <laughs> from L.A. Okay, <laughs> putting on like their their concert tapes because they were still VHS. And yep. like watching that, and it was just, I, my mind was blown because I love blood, guts, gore, and then seeing that combined with like really heavy, like I was in the KNAC at the time, and and like bad brains and stuff, and like yeah, they were just absolute perfection for me. They they hit like every single mark. They were just everything. So I, I always. I always kind of compared them to Motorhead. Like they're in that like realm of what I call puke metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this, like this gross sound that, well, I mean with them, it's also gross imagery, but gross sound that just kind of puts you in a mindset of like, Oh God, this sounds like a dude is just puking into a mic. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like that at times. So, but for me, it was so much more though than even like Motorhead or any other like band that was out there because they had a story and they came with a story and then they were all friends and special effects majors and were like, let's just fuck around. And like, that's the best because they love what they do. And it shows like it comes out and how much fun that they have and how crazy they've made it, you know? Oh yeah. I thought if you can do it and, and, Number one, you're having fun and then people love it. So you, like you said, they go even crazier and harder and bigger. And it's just, mm-hmm. 
how do you top that? <laughs> kind of in that same realm, have you listened to Ghost at all? Do, yeah. <laughs> do, I, do I like horror movies? Yes. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Ghost is, they're, they're, uh, they're an interesting band, I have to be honest. The premise was super cool, but you know, the main lead singer is a little dickish, but you know. I feel like that kind of adds to it though. Great. I wish they would have stuck with the mystery. I could have lived my whole life not knowing. (laughs) Well, you you know how it came out, right? He was an asshole that didn't pay his people. His, his yep. band members, so they just outed him. They were like, okay, well, here, his name's Tobias. Yep. That's what happens. I remember at one point, people had this rumor going around that, like, Dave Grohl was one of the nameless schools. And I heard that. And I was like, I really hope this is true, but I don't think so. But maybe, because it seems like something he would do. <laughs> seems like something he would do for fun. Yeah. Because nobody would ever know, and he could just do it, and it it makes sense too. Yeah, and he would probably do something random too, like like be the bass player or some shit. Like he'd be like, yeah, fuck it, I've done drums in a big band. I'm a guitar player and singer in one big band. I've got other side projects where I'm a drummer. I'll just play bass in this one. Cool. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. That's true. Are you a, a Foo Fighters fan? It took me a while. I do enjoy them. Not my favorite. Like uh, my type of music, even now, it tends to have more synth. Um, okay. So, yeah. Fair enough. Like, uh, who are who are some of your your favorites? Um. Nine Inch Nails, top, all-time favorite, will always be my favorite. Nobody can ever tell me otherwise. Um, <laughs> and the rest kind of alternates. I'm like, what if I... Oh, I've been listening to um, Black Marble a lot lately. Um, I listen to a lot of dubstep. So, like, Sudden okay. Death, Getter. And I'm kind of all over, but as long as there's, like, a synthy sound, like, I'm good <laughs> so you're into the the laser sound i'm just kidding oh you're getting it on yeah <laughs> you know it's funny I, it took me a really long time to get into the synth sound for the longest time i couldn't do it i i'm a guitar player so like i was always like no man that's not real music for a long time and then my fiance was like you need to stop being a douche and just appreciate it and i was like okay i guess you're right and then i took it for what it was and i was like oh okay this is actually really cool and now i enjoy it but it took me a very long time i have to be honest see i came from nine inch nails introduced me to a lot of electronica like real Mm -hmm. early and then i started getting into the rave scene and was into hardcore gabber uh, speed core like really fast and then I also listened to punk rock so it was just kind of like the natural progression of the way things were going like electronic music went so very cool well, <laughs> uh, who are you into like what punk bands are you into um lately I'm super into Japanther um mm-hmm. 
love their sound and stuff but then i don't know there's quite a lot like joy killer i love i've seen them live several times like um they were playing with pennywise (laughs) (laughs) but i love the joy killer and like descendants and i mean there's just no effects i mean i am kind of like but all-time favorite is dead milkman okay fair if you love somebody set them on fire brilliant song (laughs) (laughs) you know i've my my favorite punk band isn't even really a punk really a punk band for more psychobilly it's the reverend horton heat but that's they're like top three all-time bands for me i've seen them i don't even know how many times at this point (laughs) i snuck into into one of their shows when i was like 14 for the first time it was like an 18 and up show and i weaseled my way in somehow and i was like hooked ever since then (laughs) nice this is super cool well you're like you said you were nervous you don't seem nervous at all you're like being talking Oh, this is great. I'm I'm constantly moving and yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm a ball of stress. That's just me in my natural state. So <laughs> no, this has been a lot of fun though. I've 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 really enjoyed talking to you. You've been you you you're uh I can tell you're from LA, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> great, thanks. It's a good thing. I, I I miss LA like hell. I love that city. Oh, I, I, I missed it too much when I didn't live here that I can't live anywhere else. So that's cool. It's always going to be home, right? That's always beat home. Can't beat home. I've enjoyed speaking with you too. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, of course. Um, do you, yeah, we're, believe it or not, we're actually coming up on an hour. I had no idea, but do you um, want to tell people kind of where they can find you like on TikTok or anything like that and check out your. Uh, I'm TikTok uh instagram and there's a horror app called slasher which if you are not on slasher you should be if you enjoy horror and it's all the same it's zombie girl with an x and two r's and no i it's super pain in the butt (laughs) that's where i am and i'm um same name uh twitch too but i haven't streamed any of the games that i play yet so okay so one more thing because i've never been on twitch i keep hearing some people talk about it what's it like i've never i've never been on at all i like it um it's kind of like doing a live on tiktok but you also get to share a screen so you can do and watch parties and I really like it and I love watching gamers. So like if there's a game that I don't own because I do a lot of retro gaming, like I'll go watch it. Dork. And uh, <laughs> so I really enjoy it like a lot. Like it's, um, you know, the possibilities to tip other people and to subscribe and and to help them out is is really cool too. So I, I don't know if I could do it because like I've tried doing TikTok live. I am the most awkward person on the face of the earth when I do it. So am I. Do it with me. I'm down. I'll do it with okay. you. Okay. Yeah, we can do a live sometime. I'll, we'll, we'll set it up. My friends um, do their like first lives and I ha- was lucky enough to have help when I did my first live. 
and I also like I I'm a super nerd and I over prepare. So I did a game bone berry and betrothed. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally down. I am totally down. A hundred percent down. Mine are usually like me sitting there and then people being like, "Are you gonna do something?" And then me being like, "I don't know. Maybe." Can you guys talk to me? This is weird having a one-sided conversation on to, with my phone. Uh, <laughs> like, I think maybe 60% of mine is showing something crazy and encouraging like Mystery Science Theater 3000 like comments. Mm-hmm. So I want people to make fun of it, make fun of everything, like, and just con- like make jokes, crack jokes, like that's what's fun for me like there's also a lot of I, a lot of conversation like I did what did I oh I showed the cabinet of Dr. Caligari not oh too long ago uh-huh. and I don't have many followers like I'm not like super big or anything I just have a really good time and it said I had like 92 percent more comments than most people like with my following and I was like but I had like four people in my life but we were having so much fun. I don't like, I don't care. Like I'm not on here to make a living. I'm not on here for, to make money. Like I'm on here to push myself because I'm super introverted and this makes me extremely uncomfortable. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully this uh, conversation didn't make you uncomfortable because it's been a lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, I always get really nervous and it's, I, I just, me no talk so good so <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to see awkward you should listen to the first episode of the show i ever did <laughs> i was like hmm, okay well what do i want to talk about this now and it was very clear i had like like an agenda set up in front of me that i was reading off of and i was like asking i was asking questions like and hey, what do you do here interesting <laughs> and what do you do here <laughs> you know we all have to start somewhere just like my videos like my editing skills were horrible like I, I I didn't know how to be with the camera and like be okay with it and even in the the little over a year I've been on it's it made a huge difference so well, I love your content please keep churning it out because it's a blast to watch so I love yours too. You're hilarious. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Alan, this has been great. It was awesome meeting you. It was awesome. I I appreciate you coming on and despite being nervous, powering through (laughs) because this was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I would love to have you back on at some point and we got to do a TikTok live at some point. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Cool. And uh, yeah, thanks again. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me. Thank you.